Welcome to the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast with your host, T. Fenwick. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Wisconsin Wrestler. I am your host, Teak Fenwick, and we are now only six days away from the very first day of wrestling practice. So that is coming up on us quick here. And next thing you know, it, we are going to be getting into tournaments. And I know I'm excited. I hope all of you are too. Before we get into this Division Three sectional preview, uh, just a few plugs out there. We have Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Alexa, and Google Podcasts. Those are all platforms in which you can listen to our podcast on and be updated immediately once the episode's finished downloading. You can also follow us on Twitter at the WI Wrestler Pod or on Facebook at the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast. So today we are looking at our third Division Three sectional. This is the Westby sectional, so that southwest area in Division Three. The first regional that we are going to be looking at is the Aquinas regional, and uh, as you kind of noticed from Division Three in general, there's been a lot of shifting around, and there are four teams coming in from the northwest sectional as a whole. Uh, but the first team we're going to look at is Aquinas, who finished first in the regional last year with 216 points. They uh, made it to team sectionals where they lost to Riverdale 51-19. to But they do have a great young team coming back, returning 13 of their 14 starters and 249 of those points. And they will be led by returning state qualifiers Joe Penchy and Clay Barra. Uh, Penchy qualified at 120, Barra qualified at heavyweight, and I think they're going to be complemented by a lot of talent this year. Aquinas always has a solid squad coached by Deke Stanek, so keep an eye on them going into this year. The next team we're going to be looking at is Blair Taylor, who one of those teams coming down from the Northwest sectional. They finished second in the Durand Regional with 222 points. They are returning all 13 of their starters, and that group is led by Logan Tramick, who placed fifth at state last year at 170, and they also will be complemented with five other sectional qualifiers as well. So it'll be interesting to see coming into a new sectional how those five fare coming into this year. Looking next at Cochran Fountain City, another team coming in from that Durand Regional they placed fifth there with 96 points. Out of their four stars from last year, they are returning three of them. They lose Max Dasher, who was the runner-up at 145. But all three of their returning starters, uh, Julian Spriggle, Zach Foley, and Dresden Lambert, all placed fourth at sectionals. So they may not have a lot of kids in the wrestling room at the moment, but the three that are there for sure right now, you know, that they've finished one spot away from going to state last year. You know they're going to be hungry to make it to state coming into this year. Moving on now to Cooley Christian, who placed sixth in the Aquinas Regional with 17 points. They are returning Zane Miller, who was their lone starter last year, and he placed third at regional. So hopefully for Miller, he can bump up a spot this year and make it on to the sectional tournament. 
Moving on to Independence Gilmington, who finished sixth in the Durand Regional with 89 points. From their seven starters last year, they are returning four of them, who scored 39 points. And they'll be led by Jackson Conter, who qualified for sectionals, and also Connor Smia, who was third place at regionals. So look for Independence Gilmington to have a couple of sectional qualifiers, maybe even a state qualifier this year. Moving on to Whitehall now, they finished first in the Durand Regional with 231 points. They lost to Boysville 68-6 at team sectionals. That was a very good Boysville team, by the way. And from that team sectional qualifying team, Whitehall is returning nine of their starters and 156 of those regional points. They will be led by seven returning sectional qualifiers, including Wiley Dunn, who did win a match at sectionals, and also their numbers should boost the strength of this regional as a whole. So kind of good to have Whitehall coming into this regional as well. So moving on now to the team predictions. I think uh, Cooley Christian, Independence Gilmanton, and CFC are all in the same boat where you don't know where they're going to finish up right now. It just depends on who will eventually end up getting more kids out on the mat come regional time. So those three schools are all in the same boat. And with that being said, I think that does put Whitehall in that third place spot. They do have more numbers than the other three, which is going to bring them substantial points, especially in a six-team regional. I think Blair Taylor, uh, they are going to be in a good battle with Aquinas throughout the day at regionals. They do have more depth than Whitehall, and I think the same is said with Aquinas. So look for those two to kind of pull away from the pack a little bit. And in what is pretty much a coin flip prediction here, I think Aquinas will end up on top over Blair Taylor in this regional. So that brings us to the second regional, the New Lisbon regional. And it's mostly Scenic Bluffs teams in here. Cashin is coming back into this regional. They were in the Aquinas regional last year. And they're also bringing in Westfield area from the Southeast sectional as well. The first team that we're going to be looking at in this regional is Brookwood, who finished fifth in the regional with 141.5 points. They are bringing back 10 of their starters and 120 of those points. They do lose James Geffel, who qualified for state at 145 but they will return sectional place winner Jaden Atha. And Brookwood, they've developed quite a solid team recently. If they can get up to 13 or 14 starters, they could be in contention for the regional title. Moving on now to Cashton, who placed third in the Aquinas Regional last year with 125 points. They returned six of their starters and 99 of those points. They do have four sectional qualifiers coming back, and that group will kind of be led by Preston Schreier and Tristan Grant, who did win matches at sectionals. Moving on to Hillsborough next, they finished sixth in this regional last year with 89 points. They're returning seven of their starters and 69 of those points. That group will be led by Dalton Keogh and Casey McCoy, who both placed third at regionals. So hopefully for both of them, they can kind of work to that second place or even first place spot at regionals and make it on to sectionals. Looking at the next team in our preview here, 
We have Nasita, who placed seventh in the Brookwood Regional with 27 points. They had two starters last year, and they're bringing both of them back. Uh, one of them, Lane Melteson, was a sectional qualifier, so hopefully Nasita can get more bodies in the wrestling room, kind of help push Melteson and just get more numbers in the program as well, and maybe that can help push him to the state tournament this year. Moving on now to New Lisbon, who is kind of a perennial contender within this regional. They always have a solid team. They placed fourth last year in this regional with 155 points. They are returning seven of their 10 starters from last year, and they will be led by Jake Rogers, who qualified for state last year at 138. And look for New Lisbon to get back up to 11 or maybe even 12 starters. Don't be surprised even if they have a full team. They do a pretty good job of bringing out numbers on their program. Moving on now to Royal, who placed third in the Brookwood Regional last year with 165 points. They're returning 13 of their starters and 148 points. They'll be led by Nolan McKittrick, who qualified for state last year at 106. And I had the opportunity to see him at a couple of tournaments, and he's a very strong wrestler. So keep an eye on him if Royal is at any tournaments that you are at this year. Moving on to the last team in this regional, Westfield area. And as I said before, they are coming in from the southeast sectional. There they placed fifth in the Laconia regional with 68 points. They were turning three of their five starters and... They will be led by Mason Peters, who qualified for sectionals last year. So looking at team predictions now, I think Nacito, Westfield, and Hillsborough are all kind of in the same boat where it's just a matter of who's going to end up having more numbers. I think Hillsborough right now, just looking at returners, has more coming in, so I have them just ahead of Nacito and Westfield. I think Cash and Push is ahead of that group because they have a little more depth, so that puts them in the third place spot. And then looks like we're going to have a three-team fight at the top here between New Lisbon, Brookwood, and Royal. I think it's going to be a big difference maker between which of these three teams can get the most bodies out there come regional time, and also what are those guys going to do that aren't exactly the blue chipper wrestlers. They all have solid top wrestlers, but I think it's going to be the guys who are getting third and fourth and even fifth place that might make the difference in this. But right now I do have Royal coming out on top in this regional. So that brings us now to the third regional, which is taking place at Ithaca Weston this year. And the only change here is that they are bringing in Westby from Division Two into this regional and also it's a mix of teams from the Brookwood and Aquinas Regionals as well. So the first team that we're going to be looking at is DeSoto, who placed fourth in the Aquinas Regional with 92 points. They're returning all five of their starters, and they will be led by Aiden Brzezinski, who was a state qualifier at 126, and also sectional place winner Cesar Garcia. So... Hopefully, not only can DeSoto get Brzezinski back to state this year, but also get Cesar Garcia into that third-place spot and onto state as well. Moving on now to Ithaca Weston, who placed second in the Brookwood Regional last year with 201.5 points. 
They're returning eight of their 11 starters and 132 of those points. They lose Colton Clary, who placed fifth at 160 at state last year, and also another state qualifier in Caden Edesheim, who qualified at 195. But they do have one state qualifier coming back in Monty Jennings and also a couple of sectional place winners in Logan Clary and Sawyer Willis. So look for Ithaca Weston to have a pretty strong team this year. Moving on now to Kickapoo Lafarge Youth Initiative, who placed fifth in the Aquinas Regional with 53 points last year. They are returning three of their starters, and they will be led by Darian Strait, who placed third at Regional. So hopefully Strait and a couple more of their starters can bump up and end up making it to the sectional tournament this year for Kickapoo. Looking next at North Crawford Seneca, who placed second in the Aquinas Regional with 183.5 points. From their 11 starters last year, they are returning nine of them, and they will be led by Raiden Steele, who made the podium last year at 113 with the sixth-place finish, and also Tyler Hines, who was a sectional-place winner. So North Crawford Seneca, they have good numbers coming back. If they can get up to even 12 or 13 starters, that would be awesome for them coming into the regional this year. Looking at last year's Brookwood champion now, uh, Riverdale, they finished first in that regional with 234.5 points. They did beat Aquinas 51-19 in the first round and then lost to Fenimore 62-15. to But from that sectional final team, they are returning 10 of their 14 starters, and they will be led by... State qualifier Tyler Hawk, who qualified at 182, and also a couple of sectional place winners in Justice Dilly and Jonah Dennis. So Riverdale, you always hear the wrestlers named at sectionals and state year after year. Look for this year to be no different. Expect them to have another pretty good team this year. Moving on now to Westby, who placed third in that D2 Mawson Regional last year with 179 points. They're returning nine of their starters and 110 points, and they will be led by Austin Maori, who placed sixth at 145 last year, and Connor Vatland, who qualified at 182 last year. So pretty interesting for Westby. You come down to a Division Three, just to a different regional in general, and you're returning most of your starters. You got to be feeling pretty good if you're Westby coming into this year, and We'll talk about where Westby might fall right now within these team predictions. Uh, Looking at Kickapoo, DeSoto, and North Crawford, Seneca, those three teams, uh, kind of what I talked about in the other regionals before, it's just going to be who ends up having more numbers between who gets fourth in this regional. Uh, I think Westby is going to edge out Ithaca Weston. They're both pretty solid teams, but I think Westby just has a little more depth coming back. But I think Riverdale will end up being the top dog in this regional, but not without a good fight from Westby and Ithaca Weston. So now we have one more regional to look at within this sectional. Uh, The one change here is Darlington Blackhawk did leave. I think they did get bumped up to Division II and also... Pecatonica Argyle is coming in from another regional. 
They are in the same sectional last year, and pretty much every team from their regional got moved over to the Southeast sectional. So just a couple of changes there in that regional setup. That will take place at Mineral Point this year. Uh, the first team we're going to be looking at is Boscobel, who placed sixth in this regional last year with 93 points. They're returning six of their starters, and they do kind of have a heavy loss in Chase Beinborn, who placed sixth last year at 182. And they will be led by Braden Pickett, who placed third at regionals. Moving on now to Fenimore, who dominated this regional last year with 274 points. At team sectionals, they beat Pecatonica Argyle 74-4 and then Riverdale 62-15 to to move on to team state. And then at team state, they did beat St. Croix Falls 47-18 and then Stratford 31-24 in the finals. So Fenimore has been pretty dominant these last few years, not only in this regional, but even in the whole state in general. And they're returning 10 of their starters and 194 of their points. They're ranked first in the preseason team rankings coming into this year. They do suffer some heavy losses as they lose Trevor Wanick, who placed third at 138, McGuire Fitzgerald, who qualified at 160, and Braden Leffler, who qualified at 220. But they do have seven state qualifiers coming back. They have Brody Lee coming back, who qualified at 106. Mason Lull, who qualified at 120. Will Annan, who qualified at 170. And also quite a few podium winners as well. You have Luke Blair, who finished fifth at 113. Alex Birchman, who was a runner-up at 126. Aiden Nutter, who placed third at 132. And Aaron Regals, who placed fifth at 195. So... Fenimore does lose some firepower, but expect them to reload this year more than anything and bring in just as strong of a team as last year. Moving on now to Iowa Grant Highland, who plays fourth in the Lancaster Regional with 133 points. They return 11 of their starters and 95 of those points. They do lose Drew Hennessy, who was the 220 state champ last year. But they have four wrestlers coming back who place third at regionals. And you have Coach Ryan Allen down there who always has a good, strong group of wrestlers. Expect him not only to get more people back to sectionals this year, but probably even onto the state tournament as well. Looking now at the runner-up in the regional from last year, we have Lancaster, who had 220 and a half points. From that team, they are returning eight of their starters. They're ranked eighth coming into this year in the state. They do lose Troy Klein, who was the runner-up at 182, but they have four state qualifiers coming back. They have Remington Bontrager, who was the runner-up at 106 last year, and Carter Lull, who qualified at 113, Dustin Wolf, who qualified at 170, and another runner-up in Caden Straka, who finished second at 195. So Lancaster definitely has the firepower to compete this year. It's just a matter of can they get that depth from those six missing spots that they're losing. Moving on now to Mineral Point, who placed third in the regional with 200.5 points. They're returning nine of their starters and 103.5 points. They're ranked honorable mention coming into this year. 
They do lose quite a bit of firepower. They uh, lose Garrett Ward, who qualified at heavyweight last year, and also three guys who made the podium last year. Uh, Danny Pitts, who placed fifth at 126. Caden Carey, who placed fifth at 132. And also Logan Schmitz, who placed third at 145. But they do have Nolan Springer coming back, who placed fifth at 152. And he will be complemented by sectional place winner Mason Hughes. So Mineral Point, uh, they've had a strong team for years now. Uh, Don't expect anything to be much different this year, even though they're losing a bit of firepower. They should still be pretty solid. And moving on to the next team here, we have another regional champion from last year in Pecatonica Argyle. They placed first in the Parkview Regional with 201 points. Uh, then at team sectionals, they did lose to Fenimore 74-4. to But they are bringing a lot back from that sectional qualifying team. They have 11 of their starters coming back this year. And they will be led by Noah Crayenbull and Easton Trapefer, who qualified for state at 120 and 152, respectfully. And it'll be interesting to see where they fit in this, what is usually a very tough regional this year. And looking lastly at this last team in the sectional, River Ridge Cassville, who finished 7th in the regional last year with 49 points. Uh, They return six of their starters, and they will be led by Gavin Esser and Freddie Santos, who placed fourth at regionals. So uh, River Ridge, they don't exactly have a numbers issue right now. So if they can get just even a couple more guys in their wrestling room, kind of all push each other, and maybe they can see a couple of wrestlers at the sectional tournament this year. Looking now at the team predictions for this regional I think River Ridge, Cassville, um, you know, when you have six guys right now um, and this tough of a regional, it's kind of hard to compete with the other teams. I think Boscobel is going to push just ahead of River Ridge due due to their depth. And then you get to five teams who all usually have really strong numbers. I think Iowa Grant and Pecatonica Argyle are going to have a good battle with each other for fourth. Uh, I think Pecatonica right now just has a little bit more depth and a little bit more strength at the top as well to push ahead for that fourth place spot. And then Mineral Point fits well in that third place spot at the moment. Lancaster, Mineral Point, it seems like they both have a good amount of depth, but I think Lancaster is going to have a lot of firepower at the top that's going to get them those big points. As you know, the whole team's performance matters, but... It's good when you have four guys who are going to get you a lot of points and bunches as well. And then, of course, I think Fenimore, when you're bringing back seven state qualifiers and you're going to have 14 starters for sure, uh, it seems like they're definitely the front runner coming in to this year to win this regional. So we do have our four regional champions picked out. At team sectionals, the way the matchups will be this year, if everything did work out, it'd be... Aquinas versus Riverdale and Royal versus Fenimore. I think Fenimore does beat Royal in that first round. And then Aquinas versus Riverdale, as I talked about, Riverdale beat Aquinas somewhat handily last year. But I think it's going to be a lot closer this year. They both have a lot of starters coming back. But 
I think Riverdale will still end up on top, which brings us to the sectional final of Riverdale versus Fenimore. And I think Fenimore will end up winning this sectional once again. They've been on a very dominant streak as of recent, and I don't think that's going to stop this year. So we do have Fenimore winning this sectional, and with this preview, we have officially previewed over 300 teams, but we have one more sectional prediction to go through. That will be the Division Three sectional D, that Southeast sectional. We'll be going through that on Thursday, and you talk about that sectional. Random Lake has won it eight years in a row now, so... We'll talk about the team that they're bringing back and also who will be a threat to end their streak this year and much more on Thursday's edition of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast. Thank you for listening, folks. Have a great day.